It's time to get chiseled with Rob Hamadari. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chiseled. I'm Rob Commodore. I'm your host. I'm also the author of the book, Better Than You Think. But the question is, why do we call it Chiseled? Because we're all a work in progress. And today I have a very special guest, Mary Beth Henderson from North Metro Atlanta. And as many of my guests are, she's a real estate agent down in, in, in North Metro Atlanta. And I met her several years ago. And we're part of a coaching company. We, we both have the same coach. And the, one of the things when I talk to uh, Mary Beth, I'll ask her, say, how you doing, Mary Beth? And what, comment, like, often she'll say, I'm one of the most blessed people in the world. Mary Beth, welcome to the show. And I would love for you to share with us why do you feel like you're one of the most blessed people in the world? Thank you, Rob. It's truly an honor to be on here with you. And you're right. We have known each other quite a while. And we do share the same coach, which we're very blessed to do so. And it's always about blessings to me, um, which is kind of odd. But I'm going to give you an abridged version of this, but truly, truly, I tell my parents this all the time, that I could have never been more blessed to have been raised by such wonderful parents, loving parents, wonderful marriage, so supportive, so encouraging, so positive. They were way before their time. We didn't even have a TV in our house. So I was blessed by nature, blessed to be outside, and then four amazing I have siblings, so a brother and um, sisters. So I'm the baby of five. And uh, that was a blessing too, because the closest one in age to me is many years. I'm not going to divulge it because when she hears that, she would not be happy. So you like to be the baby, huh? Oh, yeah, because they were teenagers and driving when I was born. So I got to run around with my brother and be the date magnet. I got to do all kinds of things. <laughs> So blessed beyond measure to grow up the way I did, um, just family, friends, horses, dogs, cats, you name it. We had it all. So that's so started, awesome. Started as a blessed young lady. Well, that's great to hear. So there's there's some things that are going on in your life. And not, not everybody could say, oh, I'm blessed when they had some of these experiences you've had. And when you come out of it, like even while you were going through it, I, I believe you thought you were blessed. And coming out of it, you see the blessings even more so. Is that correct? That's 100% correct. And um, I again, I would say it started from the foundation that I had as a young lady and then being um, surrounded by the family and then the friends and the support system that I had, it's pulled me through the other side. But um, I have battled for many years um, some very serious health challenges. So, um, <laughs> but always tried to look for the good in it. And um, again, like I said, along that journey have been many, many blessings. And now that I'm on the end of the journey of that, there's some miracles that have happened along the way. And um, truly, I, I um, have a lot to share and tell with that part of the story. And then um, also kind of just things that have gotten me to where, where I am now. So Mary Beth, you talked about that support system. And, and I know you had a very key support person in your life when you were in college and yes. you mentioned to me you mentioned to me you, you mentioned to me when uh, when we spoke last that's uh one of the things you were talking about is never leaving anything unsaid can you share yeah. a little bit more about that if you don't mind going there no i don't mind at all because i think this is um for people of any where they are in their life even you know children all the way up to to where i am 
Um, again, remember what I said. I was the most blessed young lady, just kind of lived my life dancing on the clouds. I'll say um, just sunshine and roses. And it sounds hysterical, but my nickname has always been the fairy duster because I would just fly around and drop glitter and sprinkle on people. I never heard that one before. Yeah, yeah. The fairy so duster. I um, was the apple of my father's eye and everybody will tell you, and it was just funny. We had a great relationship. Loved my father to death. So my freshman year of college, we were all on um, family vacation that summer. And my father was sitting next to me. We were at the beach and he had a brain aneurysm and died within three minutes right next to me. So mm -hmm. at the time, I would have thought it was the worst thing that could ever happen. But I learned some really valuable, valuable lessons. And number one was never leave anything unspoken because um, you don't know. He was a very healthy man. We'd been body surfing and running on the beach that morning and swimming. And by one o'clock in the afternoon, he was gone. And, you know, my world was forever changed at that point, as well as our whole family. But um, I learned that that truly just never leave it unsaid because you don't know. Uh, when you'll have that chance to <laughs> go back. So um, literally I learned that. And then again, you know, thought that that was the worst thing that could have ever happened. But as you get older and see people have to go through health challenges and suffer, you realize, again, it was a blessing. He left us at his favorite place at the beach. So, wow. Wow. That's a good way to look at it. But I mean, it had to turn your world upside down a little bit. And then you had some other things follow that as well. And, oh, Lord. Yeah, it was it was beyond beyond measure. And um, to this day, my best friend from that time is still my best friend. And um, we've been together uh, since we were 13 years old. And I'm not going to say the end age either. You know, we don't ask women our age. We don't do that, <laughs> especially not a Southern woman. Uh, but anyway, it was through the support of she and then literally I, I was so blessed to go to a wonderful college. The professors, you, you just can't even imagine what all went on. And when I arrived back on that campus, the, the love and the warmth, and I didn't want to go back. And because I wanted to make sure and stay home with my mom to make sure everything was all right. So I learned a lot of valuable lessons and, and blessings from my own mother, because imagine the strength of losing your husband and sending your kid back to school. And she did it with grace and, you know, never, never blinked an eye. So I arrived back in North Carolina at college and got surrounded by the most amazing, you know, best friend. And then my whole sorority and all my other friends and professors, everybody. So again, the carry on and carry over. And um, I uh, thought of this this morning when I was kind of preparing for our talk. Um, I can remember standing in the kitchen, which is where I am right now in this same spot. And I really, chose, I chose to come back here so I could share this with you. Wow. So Thank one you. of the proudest moments of my life was I wanted to get into this particular college. I, I was offered scholarships to 15 places but this little college, which was at that time Lenore Ryan College, which is now Lenore Ryan University, won my heart the minute I set foot on that campus. And I prayed and prayed and prayed. I mean, it, my parents laughed because they're like, there's no way this school's not accepting you. But I was a nervous wreck. 
And I stood and uh, the phone rang at seven o'clock one night and it was the dean of the college who had picked up the phone, which you and I have a kinship of knowing phone calls we need to make. <laughs> uh, picked up the phone, I answered it. It was the dean of the college offering me admission and, to the school. Which school was and, it? What, what? What? Which school was that? Uh, Lenore Ryan College. Right, you said that already. I apologize. Yeah, in Hickory, North Carolina. And um, I screamed so loud, I was doing backflips. And the joy was, was that my father knew that I met that goal. And um, so wow. that's why I chose to come back to this spot today to talk to you, because it was in this kitchen that he got to see that goal that I had made and done. Wow, and, that's a special thing for you. Special, and it's, thank you for sharing that with us. That's just so yeah. cool. Thank you. Yeah. And again, it goes back to that power of the moment. Look at the extra touch. Can you imagine that the dean picked up the phone and called me? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> oh, impressive. That's great. I got some chills going on here right now. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So then tell me a little bit, what happened after that? You know, could you talk about Well, then we, then we graduated from college and did all kinds of fascinating and amazing things and um, worked in import-export world and have a degree in international business and just did all kinds of cool stuff. So um, didn't do anything for a while after I stopped doing that and I got into real estate. And the reason I did so was because when our first house was purchased, I truly, we were sold up the river. It was a bad experience. <laughs> couldn't okay. afford the house, couldn't afford the mortgage, didn't have an inspection. It was just a train wreck. So I've always loved serving and helping people. So that's why I got into real estate and um, got into real estate, just doing fantastic and loving life and everything was great. And then I got really sick. <laughs> and, and that's up uh, to you. How, 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 if you want to go into that, that's great. Yeah. It's up to you. Yeah. Um, well, I, um, got, um, I, let's say this, I contracted a virus, um, on an airplane <laughs> and, um, it was truly because I was helping somebody and, and was helping, um, helping them. And I was in close contact with everything they were touching. But it really comes down to that my system was already so worn down and so stripped that, you know, really anything probably would have gotten me. So I got really, really sick. And um, again, the surroundings that happened from the community of which I had built around myself. And um, part of that is how you and I know each other is from that program and our coach, so that pulled me through that. And then we kind of just cruised along and then we got cancer. <laughs> wow. Well, go, can we go back to the airplane thing? So, so think about it. Like some people don't even want to help others. And then you decide to help somebody. And in the process of helping somebody, you get sick because of that person. Right? Yes. And um, I was truly given less than a 4% chance to live. And, you know, they told my husband at that point that you you know, probably need to call a priest or your pastor or whoever, because we don't think she's coming out of this. So um, now are, are you coherent at the time? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, in and out and in and out. And um, it, it took literally about eight days till they identified what was wrong and what had happened. And so um I just, I'm a fighter. 
You're a fighter. Yes, you are. And, and uh, so we 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 got through that part of it. And again, like I said, it was crazy because there were agents working from other companies, Remax, Keller Williams, everywhere that literally stepped in and took over my business. Because yeah, I, I knew you at the time when that happened. Yes, I remember you telling yes, me sharing that yes, story. Yeah. The, uh, so, like, at, at any time in that process, you know, obviously you had, you know, your your dad died when you were young, and then you're you're going through this now. And any time in the process, did you question God? Did you, you were you mad? Were you like, why me? I, and I'm and it is what it is. Yeah. No, I I truly didn't. I I truly didn't. I just kept praying for healing. And one of the funniest parts of the story is um, one of my dearest friends is um, a unbelievable prayer warrior. And he is about six foot six (laughs) and um, he's always up early. And on the one morning when I thought, okay, this is it, I knew he'd be up and I called him and he literally got in his car sped to the hospital, got downstairs because I was isolated because they didn't know yet. So I was on the floor, you know, completely isolated. The nurses were in the hazmat suit like things and everything. He tells them he's my brother and he's got to come in there. (laughs) Well, they let him in. But the funniest part of the story is, is remember what I said, how tall he is. Six foot six. And he's also a very handsome African-American man. And he came flying in the room (laughs) and the nurses are looking at me because I'm kind of blonde and fair and he's kind of tall and dark. And they're like, this is your brother. And we're both like, yep, this is my brother. (laughs) (laughs) From another mother. (laughs) Yep. We we had an amazing, he left with um, just, it was amazing. He stayed with me truly because I mean, I thought that was it. I was like, this is it. So I was like, all right, now you got to tell John this, you got to do this. Got to do that because I knew he'd carry John through, and uh, he stayed with me about four hours, and and I did I made the turnaround of that curve. So you said you called him a prayer warrior. Yeah, yes. self-explanatory to me, but to tell me what a prayer warrior is. Well, he literally um, is is a very uh, powerful in his prayers and in his words that he speaks, and then. He knows people all over the world and he literally just started, you know, calling and everything. I mean, I think at one point he had some way of opening up like a phone line. There were like 250 people on this praying over me from all over the world. Wow. That is, that's incredible. So about four hours after that, I, the, the temperature finally broke and we started to see some progress, but it was a miracle. (laughs) So that, that was what, about 10 years ago? Uh, 2013. Yeah. Okay. So nine years ago. And so you got through that. Yep. Got through that. And then, um, I kind of just was skating, you know, I could never get well, never could get around the corner, just skated along. So, um, I got cancer then. And again, that whole story in itself is a miracle of, Um, I had some issues. Finally, the one doctor said, there's nothing that I can do anymore. So we're going to send you to a urologist. And I literally, the one they wanted me to see was like three months out. So 
I was getting impatient. I was like, I have houses to show. Uh, it's the summer. It's hot. I got to have some answers. Somebody's got to do something. So I just kept calling doctor after doctor after doctor. And um, the um, receptionist finally answers that this it's the largest practice in Atlanta of urologists. And she said, honey, do you mind if you see a male? He normally sees men, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you a little secret. If you get in and he thinks you need a female urologist, at that point, we'll be able to flip you over. I said, I don't care. There's nothing wrong with me. It doesn't matter. Just get me in. <laughs> so I go. And again, I meet this amazing gentleman and he comes in and he's talking, talking, talking. And he finally looks at me and he said, OK, I see the cross that you're wearing on your neck. So I'm assuming you are a woman of faith. And I said, yes, sir. He said, good, because you're not going to think I'm crazy then. <laughs> he said, something is gnawing at me and is telling me we need to do a cystoscopy on you. I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't even know what he's talking about. I'm like, fine, whatever. He this, said, is the, this is the doctor, right? Yeah, this is the doctor. And he says, I have no medical reason to think this. I have no, but he said, as you've noticed, I'm keeping you in here and I haven't let you go because this is gnawing at me. So I say, fine, we line it up. I go and um, <laughs> they're doing, the, I almost chicken out the test because I have a closing afterwards. And then they're telling me, well, you're actually going to the surgery center. And I'm like, no, I don't have time to do that. My assistant's like, you're staying. Somebody else is going to the closing. And I'm so like, oh, Mary Beth, let me interrupt you. So you're <laughs> sick. You have this stuff going on and, and you're more concerned about serving others than you are, than you are getting well. Is that right? Is that what I'm yep, hearing? That, that was it. Cause I was convinced nothing was that wrong. <laughs> and okay. it's, a it's a testament to who you are too. <laughs> well, so here we go. I go into the surgery center and they're, you're awake and they're doing it. And he says, Oh, it looks clear, clear, clear. And then he goes, Oh, wait a minute. He says, I see something. So now from that, then they schedule your surgery in the real hospital. And so we go to the hospital two days later. They do the surgery. He comes out and he tells my husband, I'm sure it's nothing. It looks fine. Blah, blah, blah. There's no problem. Well, a few days later, I'm out with buyers and I can see it's the doctor's office calling me and I don't answer because I'm with clients. It goes on for two or three days. And finally, he calls me um, in the evening and I answer and he says well <laughs> you have cancer but the crazy part is is he said you have a very rare form of cancer that normally is only seen in men that smoke well that's not me but anyway <laughs> <laughs> i had i had cancer but we were able to successfully treat it so and that was how long ago was that it will be four years in september so now, well, let me ask you this question: When you, when that doctor's saying, "I just feel like there's there's something gnawing at me," saw something gnawing yeah. at me. What do you what do you feel that is? It's gnawing at him. Well, I truly, you know, being who I am, I felt it was the Holy Spirit talking to him. Amen. And, Amen. And we laugh about this the entire time because you're talking the biggest, most traditional urology group in the city of Atlanta, and I have this gentleman who happen to have a cancellation that treats men that treats me. And here we go. <laughs> so it's amazing. And if I could just get on, go on that topic for a little bit here. So I think the Holy Spirit's always talking to us and it's always, as he, I like the way he uses the word knowing Adam. Yeah. We feel a pull sometimes and we know it's, it's, we know it's for the good. We might feel it's inconvenient <laughs> or it's not true, but we feel that pull, that pull, that pull. I, I think that's part of recognizing who that is. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. you've had that happen to you in your life sometimes, correct? 
Oh, yes. And I have another one that'll be the be all end all of this. <laughs> the, the, another one, uh, another experience you're going to tell us, right? <laughs> yes. So let's hear about that. And then we're going okay. I know we're tell, talking about all these, these experiences, but they all, all these... wrap up into something good, right? Yes, it does. It, yes, it does. So, okay. So now we get over that and I start to have a rapid health decline. So nobody can figure anything out. And one night, my assistant is blowing up my phone after work hours, and she's just an amazing lady. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, something's wrong. You know, what is she calling this hour for? And she says to me, you are not going to believe this. Um, but her husband's college roommate was on a film crew and had just filmed this specialist in Florida who treats, um, I also have Lyme disease and several other autoimmune things. And she's like, it sounds just like you. It sounds just like you. So the next morning, well, first of all, I stay up all night. I download his books, read his books, and I am about to just flip my lid because I'm like, this man sounds like he can help me. So I call the office and his lovely um, office tells me, well, now, you know, he doesn't just treat everybody and he is on TV a lot. And he's a New York Times bestseller. So people will randomly call us and blah, blah, blah. And she said, so tell me a little about, about yourself. So I tell her, she says, do you happen to have your medical records? And I said, oh, I have stacks of them. And she says, would you send them? So I send them. And about three days later, he calls himself and he says, I think I can help you. So off we go to Florida and I have the same thing happen. I am now blessed with someone who his own life story and testimony. And I, I think he would make an excellent um, person for people to hear because he's been extremely chiseled like we all have. But you got to make that introduction. Then. <laughs> I'm going to. So here I go. And we open the doors to this clinic. And the very first thing you see on the wall is my favorite scripture verse. And I'm like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> so in I go and I get to sit down and I get to meet him and he sits here and he looks and he goes and he proceeds to tell me my whole entire life, almost medical history. And he sees it from the eyes. He's done a gene study and realizes where the problem is. So now after all of this, I am healed. But again, he has me in the room and he says, okay, don't think I'm crazy, but the Holy Spirit has just told me and I know, bam, 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 bam. And this is what we're going to do. <laughs> so here I am on the other side of it and um, feel better than I felt when I was 18 years old. Because um, not only do I have Lyme disease, I had severe mold poisoning um, the cancer and a bunch of other stuff and every ounce of it is gone. And, um, again, it's by the grace of God, because who can imagine a girl from Georgia whose assistants, husband's roommate <laughs> gets me to the doctor. Isn't that crazy? Well, I got to go back to one thing you said, you walked into that, the, the room or whatever, the, the, the yeah. your favorite verse was up on the wall. What, yeah. what was that verse? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a feeling that's what it was going to be. And, 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 yeah, and, the, and please, audience, I, she did not. We did not talk about this part uh, prior no, to. No, no, no. Um, and and, and um, that's it's it's interesting. So, why is that your favorite verse? Well, 
because as you've heard, you know, and there's been a lot of more chiseling all through the years that have gone on, but I've always leaned into that. And that's kind of pulled me up by the bootstraps always. Yeah. Um, and then out of all of that, the purpose has become very clear. And you and I just were at a conference together and one of the speakers said, don't let the pain go to waste, make it your purpose and your passion. And for almost two years now, I've been trying to put that together in a concise situation because I know so much now of what to be looking for. You know, what are triggers? Where is mold hiding? You know, what do we as realtors need to be looking for to help and make sure we keep our clients protected? What do we need to be looking at in the food supply? Because also it was discovered I have severe food allergies and not sensitivities, actual allergies. And it was for all healthy things. And so I, I just know too many things now not to make this a passion to try and help others. And um, it's, it's really become the mission now of how do I serve and how can I help people who have been through this and to keep them protected. That, that's a biggie for me. So you go through all this stuff. And, and, and other people have a lot of things going on. People might be listening to this and saying, oh, my God, this lady just did one thing after another, after another, after another. You know, when does it end? And, and, but the, I think the key, one of the keys to what you said to what we heard at the conference is don't let your pain go to waste. Yeah. yeah. And you've been through a lot of pain. You've been through some tribulations. But now you're using that, as you said, to, to serve a purpose and to serve yeah. others. And yeah. We, I mean, we go through a lot of houses in our career. You know, we don't know what's inside those houses. We, but I'll bet you have a sensitivity to that mold now, don't you? I do, truly. And um, it, what's funny is, and again, what I didn't share with you is that my own home ended up being the culprit of where I got the mold poisoning. <laughs> so, and and the 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 worst strains you don't smell. And so, you know, I, I've become very vigilant and, and the team of inspectors and people and recommendations and remediations and things that I surround, you know, my business with and, and then just trying to help others through it. But um, you are right that, I mean, there's been a lot of crazy stuff, but now feeling as wonderful and as healthy as I feel, I truly just want to help others feel that way. And obviously I'm not a doctor, but I can... <laughs> I can help with my little scientific knowledge. I can but, do that. But you are, you are a doctor. You're a doctor of real estate, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Something so, like that. Yeah. So, the, I mean, the message is, you said you have a message to deliver. I mean, I know you, you, you stated it here and, and specifically, what is that message? My message truly, um, I'm still working on it, uh, of what's the best way of, of what it is. But um, I'd say if you wrapped it all up, is to um, always look for the blessings, never leave anything unsaid, and find your pain and turn it to a purpose. That's, that's beautiful. Can you say it one more time? <laughs> always look out for the blessings. And, oh, well, one thing I have forgotten, my one of my other passions in life is encouraging others. It truly is. I, I love to encourage others and always try to see the good in others. And it, again, it's going to go all the way back to my parents and my brothers and my sisters. And, and that's the way we all are. And, and that's the way we serve. So 
you know, we all have pain. We all have craziness. And I always say there's always somebody else that had it worse than I ever did. But I went through it. So now I can help others not go through it. And when you have that pain, you know, there's something behind it. I mean, because a lot of people might have experienced some kind of pain or something. They might say, yeah, why me? Woe is me. Yeah, and, I, and, and you have that mindset now, I believe. It's like, okay, there's a purpose to this pain. There's a reason yeah, for this pain, the pain, pain. and yeah. I got to use it. You know, and, and you talked earlier about like, you know, how all these people came into your life, but what you didn't mention, which you didn't mention, because I'm going to backtrack here, that the Holy Spirit brought somebody else into your life. That you're yes, spending indeed. spending most of the time with, and, and that was there was a turning point there. So I know we're going to backtrack here. So tell me, yes, because it's just yes, another yes. another there, cool there little thing ma- that happened. Yeah, there was a massive turning point here. Um, I uh, started my career with Century Twenty One, and um, I kept getting recruited by this company um, called City Homes Realty, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I finally went in for an interview and I met this gentleman who was very much like, um, if you think of John Wayne, that's what you're going to think bigger than life. And we literally virtually hit it off because my necklace I was wearing that day was one of my golden retrievers, which are my other love in life. Uh-huh. And, um, he asked me what it was and he said, is that a golden retriever? And I said, yes, sir, it is. And tears started streaming down his face. And he had just lost his golden retriever um, a few weeks before. So we became fast and furious friends. And um, I went to work for the brokerage and never looked back. And about a year and a half, two years into it, he and I just had a great relationship. We were, you know, always just talking, chatting, just funny things. Yeah, he was an excellent broker. Everything was awesome. And um, all of a sudden, he got cancer. And he died very, very quickly. And it was a, a, a tragic situation. And um, shortly before he died, I was introduced to the coaching company that we're a part of. And at the end of that event, at that time, they had you write a letter to someone who meant something to you. So I wrote a very heartfelt letter to him and just told him how much I had always enjoyed working with him and the sacrifices I knew he made and just different things. And it was delivered uh, literally shortly right before he passed away. And um, he he was able to hear it and he heard it and knew. So the next thing I know, I'm invited to the funeral, only one from the company that got to go. And I flew to um, St. Louis and there was his um, son, who was this John Wayne strapping kind of dude as well. And bless his heart, he was literally crumbling from the stress of it all. And his father was his best friend and his mentor and just everything. So I made his dad a promise three days before he passed away that I'd never let the company go down and um, that I'd find a nice wife for his son. (laughs) The only thing I haven't done, he asked was to start a mortgage company. (laughs) So um, anyway, I stood by his son and helped him and we came back to Atlanta and got the company rolling and going. And so now I'm a broker in charge of this, you know, big company with all these people and craziness and blah, blah, blah. So fast forward and fast forward. And um, his son keeps taking me to dinner. And um, (laughs) finally, one night he looks at me and says, you have no idea, do you? I'm like, what are you talking about? these are dates. (laughs) So a year later we were married. And um, so yes, from that personal note and from trying to, I guess, like you say, serve and and do, um, not only did I inherit a company, I also got a husband. (laughs) 
uh, so think about it, Mary Beth. It's it's interesting because people in the moment, in the moment of pain, in the moment of tragedy, in the moment of these bad or perceived bad experiences, if we get stuck in it, then we get stuck in it and we don't see the blessing. But if we yeah. take ourselves outside of it, if we take ourselves off from a 10, 20, 50,000 point uh, foot view and look down on everything, and we can see how everything got intertwined there and how and, everything yeah. connected everything and, and how these people came into your life and, yeah. and through the healing, through the hardships, and, yeah. and, and you met your husband and, and you're happily married. How many years are you married now? Uh, we just celebrated 13 years. 13 years. And, and he's been with you through these last few things. Well, this is what's so funny. I looked at him when uh, about six months ago and I said, something has just occurred to me. You've never known me healthy. Wow. He's never known me healthy. And now he does. And now he does. <laughs> now he does. Now run to keep up with me. <laughs> So Mary Beth's got a ton of energy. She's so pleasant to be around, so pleasant to talk to her. Like she said, I just saw her in, what was that, in May, the first week of May in San Diego. We go to these guy conferences every year. And she was chiseled. She was definitely chiseled, right? Am I right there? Yeah. Uh, um, we, she, she did very well. <laughs> if you want to share it, you can share it. But uh, she was chiseled. Yes, well, in, in lots of ways. and um, But literally – through the doctor in Florida who helped me discover all this, I've lost 80 pounds. So beautiful, beautiful. Now, now I'm physically chiseled. There you go. So she yeah. says you've been spiritually chiseled. You've been yeah, chiseled, spiritually, physically yep. chiseled. And, 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 and let me ask you this before we let you go here in the next few minutes. Is there more chiseling to come? Oh, a ton, a ton. And that's where you have to lead into your faith because I, we don't know what it's going to be, but I just try to keep the focus on, you know, others and, and how I can serve. And then I know it's going to be worth it. And and then again, who knows where this is going to lead with, you know, my purpose and passion. I have no idea. I'm, I'm trying to put it together, but it hasn't all come together yet. So, Ray Beth, let me ask you this. Going through all that, how you use the word faith. You've used it. You use blessings. You use faith. How hard <laughs> is it to continue to have faith when things like that keep coming at you? Well, truthfully, it hasn't been for me at all. It truly has not. Awesome. I, 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 it truly has not. Now, I will share with you that a couple of times John was like at his wits end and be like, you know, and, and I just kept saying, oh, you know, God's got my back. I'm going to get through this. Not to worry. You know, I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep moving. And I haven't struggled with it, but but he did. So let me ask the question this way then. What makes it so easy for you to have faith? Well, <laughs> if you want to go back a long time ago, um, my mother was told that the pregnancy probably would not make it. So um, there was a lot of prayer at that point. And my real name is Mary Elizabeth Judith, and I'm named after St. Jude. Ah. So, And we all know where the Mary and the Elizabeth come from. Yeah. So I'd say that it probably started <laughs> then. And, you know, my parents also went through hardships and different things that happened. And they always did it with grace. And there was never a problem. You know, we, we just knew, you know, lean into your faith and get through it. That's so awesome. Yeah, and I love the Mary Beth thing too. The Mary and Elizabeth. <laughs> I love that. So Mary Beth, thank you so much for sharing oh, your story. Oh, thank you. Thank you and, so much for sharing your message. Let me just add one thing that I did share with you that truly I kept praying 
that I would get the opportunity to do this with you because I knew it could help me figure out the plan to serve others and to get my word out. And of course you had no idea. And then when you asked me, I was like, well, guess what? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it brings emotion to me. Thank you for sharing yes, that. And, yes. Well, you know, thank you for doing what you do. It's, it's a real blessing. Uh, well, thank you. And, and you're, and you're the, you're the, it's your story. It's your message. And we're just sharing it with people and we're going to get it out there and we're going to help inspire people. You inspired, I know you inspired many people today to sharing that. And um, Mary Beth, if somebody wanted to get hold of you, they're up in um, the North Metro side of Atlanta for maybe it's just a chat with you, maybe it's for yeah. real estate. How do they get a hold of you? Yeah. Um, well, you can call me or text me either way. 770-656-8898. That's me directly. And give it to us again one more time. Um, 770-656-8898. There you go. Mary Beth, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Bless. I've been blessed. We've been blessed to hear <laughs> you, you and your story and, and your energy and your smile. You haven't stopped smiling since you've been on here. So I well, appreciate that so much. It's always a celebration every day and every minute. And remember to celebrate. <laughs> That's right. Celebrate life. Right. Celebrate that celebrate. Holy Spirit, right? Yes, well, sir. Thank you again, Mary Beth. And until next time, everybody, let's go get chiseled. You just got chiseled with Rock on Be sure to like this podcast, share it with your friends, and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Also, you can find Rob's book on Amazon, Better Than Equal.